Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the Coors Radio Network presents The Roy Green Show with Roy Green, keeping you informed and entertained. Now, here's Roy. This is our final live show for 2015. I'm not working next weekend. We'll uh, run a best of, but this is the last one for 2015. Boy, the year has been uh, has been challenging. Been some good times, and well, you know my story. Um. So yesterday we were talking about, among other things, the couple in Winnipeg. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about a story that that I found, actually found on CBC earlier today. I even checked the enemy. Um, so I'm, we did a segment yesterday about the Winnipeg couple in their mid-70s who were confronted by a registered letter from the city of Winnipeg informing them that if they didn't repaint their house by the 2nd of May, they were going to be facing possible jail time and a fine of up to $1,000. That's the first communication Mid-70s. First registered letter they'd ever received in their lives. They've been in the home for 41 years. And they get the letter from the city of Winnipeg saying, well, you're, the paint's peeling off your house and your shed and you have to repaint your house by the 2nd of May or it's $1,000 fine and you could go to prison. I scared them. And it's outrageous. And people stepped forward, including two, from what I understand, uh, professional painting organizations are going to paint the house free of charge. There's some good people around it. Huh? And uh, there's a Christmas lighting company that is putting in Christmas lights for them. And some good people stepping up to make up for the thugs, the bureaucratic thugs. I wonder why Donald Trump's getting a lot of traction. The bureaucratic thugs whose first communication is threat of jail and fine. And then the counselor for the area said something like, well, bylaw officers don't know who lives at the house. Come on, counselor. Check your uh, check your files. Knock on the door. So anyway, um, and I, then I told the story about what I ran into, because uh, I'm getting to a point here. I heard from a bylaw officer on Facebook, on my Facebook page, The Roy Green Show. Like us there, please. Um... So I told the story about, I had a big Rottweiler. His name was Zach. Everybody in Southern Ontario who listened to my show on CHML in Hamilton knew about Zach. I told everybody about what he did. He was a great, 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 wonderful dog. The kindest dog you can imagine. This guy had stuffed toys. He never as much as dented one. If you knocked on the door or came in the house, he'd probably lick you to death. But I was uh, I was gone on vacation and I came back and there was, got back and there was a, a note had been shoved into the door frame from the bylaw officer. And basically what it said was, on these dates, uh, your dog, your Rottweiler, was roaming free and uh, frightening people. Your dog has to be controlled on, at all times, is not allowed to roam free. And if it happens again, we will find you... 
I don't know, they might have been a prison threat too. We will find you and we'll possibly take away your dog and euthanize it. Really? Come to my house when I'm home and tell me that. So anyway, um, I got back to the bylaw officer. I said, on all the dates you circled, I was out of the province and Zach the Rottweiler was with me. So he, uh, he backed off. So I got this, uh, this posting on Facebook. You can see it. Um, and under the posting, Winnipeg couple order to repaint home, Rock Green Show, Facebook, from Ryan Tutron. And Ryan writes, I like Ryan. He writes, Roy, I'm a bylaw officer, animal control, to be specific. We conduct an annual calling campaign where we phone people with expired dog and cat licenses to remind them to renew. When speaking with someone, I had always wanted them to renew so as not to face fines. After hearing your show today, I've changed my procedure and no longer include the threat of fines in my spiel. I thank you for opening my eyes to the fact that the threat of fines is often unnecessary, especially for what is usually someone's first contact with me. Way to go, Ryan. If all of the bylaw officers and all of the enforcers of laws and bylaws were like you, there'd be a lot, lot less trouble, a lot less confrontation, a lot less complaining, justified complaining. I'd like to hear that. So here's the story of the... Uh, the dad I was reading about, single father of three, the CBC writes, two of whom have, three children, two of whom have cystic fibrosis and type 1 diabetes, will be able to give his kids the Christmas he wanted them to have, despite his contract job ending two days ago, thanks to a successful GoFundMe campaign. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody that's contributed, said John No, his voice choking with emotion. It's really nice to know there are people out there with a generous heart. So Mr. No lives in uh, Nova Scotia, and uh, he hasn't uh, had a job since 2012, regular work, since the paper mill near where he lived closed. What he was able to get was a nine-month contract job with Nova Scotia Power, but there were no benefits, and that job, that position ended on Thursday. He doesn't have any medical insurance. He needs insulin for his own type 1 diabetes. And he's quoted as saying, I'm pretty much broke as it is because I live paycheck to paycheck. Has an 18-year-old son. He has a 13-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter. And he's been a single dad for 10 years. Loves his kids. And wanted to give them a, a great Christmas. So he asked for $1,200 and they got just over 1500 and he said thank you. And here's some of the stuff that... Um, Oh, he also says word of the campaign had spread. No said that the stranger dropped by his home on Saturday afternoon to drop off a 35-pound turkey. I actually hugged him, he said. So here are some of the comments that went uh, along with the CBC story. I'm so happy this family is having the Christmas they wanted. However, I would like to bring up my own reality. I'm a single mom with two children. I live paycheck to paycheck. My children will not be celebrating Christmas with gifts. They'll be celebrating at the dinner table with a nice dinner. I will not be perpetuating this consumerism version of Christmas. My children will be grateful for the food on their plate, not for a bunch of unnecessary objects. 
I get that. And I uh, appreciate that. And I think that's a great mom and she's doing the right thing with her kids. But why take a poke at the dad? Here's another one. Well said and good for you for not relying on crowdfunding the online version of panhandling. Then there's this, I feel for him, my six-year-old has CF, and she takes 36 pills per day, so I imagine his kids must take close to 100 each. People should show a little more compassion. I'm sure he's doing the best he can. Well said. Here's another one. I worked for over 40 years, raised three kids, and helped put them through university, but not once, not once, did I have $400 to spend on each of them for Christmas. You make these assumptions, and the assumption was answered, by another person who wrote maybe part of the 1200 is for rent. So they have a place in which to celebrate Christmas. There's somebody who just kept it neat and sweet. Merry Christmas, low family. Indeed. So my question to you, was this dad wrong to crowdfund for his kid's Christmas? I'll just give you my point of view. I think you can gather what it is. I don't begrudge him a dime. And if I'd seen his crowdfunding effort, I might well have added 20 bucks of my own. Is he a beggar who misunderstands the meaning of Christmas? Or is he a good dad who wanted to do something for his kids that he couldn't afford to do without some help? Did he deserve to be uh, analyzed and criticized? Is this just online uh, warriors? Triple A two two five eight two five five. Triple A two two five eight two five five. Triple A two two five eight two five five. Toronto four one six eight seven six sixty four hundred four one six eight seven eight six seven. I'm sorry, four one six eight six seven sixty four hundred is the number to call if in the Toronto area. Four one six eight eight six seven sixty four hundred. Triple A two two five eight two five five. Anywhere in Canada, toll free. I feel for this dad. I was going to call him and ask him to come on the air, and I thought, no, I won't do that because I don't. He might come on, and then he might feel embarrassed. Um, if I uh, did, I do it wrong again. Tell it, give it to me correctly. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. They keep changing the number on me. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number. You'll get it eventually. Triple eight two two five eight two five five. If it's toll free number you're calling, is this dad in Nova Scotia an online panhandler? who deserves criticism, or is he just a dad who's trying to do something, had an idea to help his kids? And why, if you didn't contribute, do you feel you have to offer your negative opinions? Give me a call. I want to hear what you think. 888-225-8255. Or they took the number off the screen again. What's wrong with you people? They're trying to screw me up. Triple A two two five eight two five five. Thank you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Leave it there. We'll come back. From hard news to pop culture, he's got you covered. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So a single dad, unemployed. He has uh, diabetes. He has two children with cystic fibrosis. Goes on GoFundMe.com, asks for $1,200 for Christmas for his kids, gets 1500 And there are people who are criticizing him for it. Not the people who gave money, but people who just feel they have an 
the right to criticize. 888-225-8255 is my number to call, or 416-870-6400 for the Toronto area. Jim is in uh, Pickering, Ontario. Jim, what about it? Uh, hi, Brian. First hi. of all, uh, very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, and to you, sir. Yeah. I'm not going to criticize him, Roy, but I'm not in agreement with it, and I'll tell you why. You know, when you preempted I thought you were going to go with a different story, and um, I don't know if I have all the particulars, but it's a boy in, in uh, New Brunswick, and he has a very rare condition, and they decided not to pay his medication. It would have been really expensive. I mean, thousands per month, right? That's a necessity, Roy, but Christmas... Christmas and Christmas gifts aren't nece- aren't a necessity, right? And I know I could t- I know of many, many, many people who will not have that type of Christmas. And I think it's a slippery slope argument. Now, what are people going to do? Just sort of demand or expect? No, it doesn't work that way, Roy. Jim, he's not demanding. No, he's begging. <laughs> he's begging. He, now he's he's telling you about his his life what he's facing, what his kids are facing, and what his wishes are. And if you want to contribute, contribute. And if you don't, don't. Is it charity? Is, is this a need or a want, uh, Roy? What difference does it make? Well, you know what? What difference does it make? Well, you know what? There's a lot of things I would have liked to no, have. No, no, Jim, want. what difference does it make? Well, because I'd rather fund the boy who needs but the nobody, medication. But you, nobody, you don't have to give anything to this dad. At the same time, it's not, it's not necessary for you to criticize him. I'm not criticizing him. I just say I'm not. Well, I meant that in the generic you, you know, like the, like the group you. Yeah, okay. That's how I feel, Roy. All right, Jim. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. You too. Uh, All right, let's see uh, where we go here. Melanie is in Toronto, wherever you are in Canada. Triple A two two five eight two five five. Is the number Melanie? What about this dad and what he did? Hi, hi, Roy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You know what? I actually have to agree with the caller that just called in. Um, I do believe that if you don't have the funds for Christmas, then I mean, you shouldn't be asking other people. But for those who do have the extra money and want to give, it is a good thing because it's not it's not a nice feeling to have a Christmas where you don't have presents. And if the kids are having sicknesses and he's going through illness, it would be nice for them to have at least one present, you know, under the tree. That's how I feel. But people shouldn't feel pressured to get... But, but how, Melanie, how are you pressured? How are people pressured? It's a GoFundMe thing. And if you have the oh. option of saying yes or just bypassing it. Yeah, that's why I said. If people have the money and they have the extra money to give, then go right ahead. See, I have, this, I, I have this feeling. I have this feeling that if... If you or I or any number of people were to see this family up close, mm-hmm. if they were our next-door neighbors and we knew of the circumstances that they face, and it sounds pretty tough, um, we would do something for them. Yeah. Right? I mean, we'd, if we had an extra $20 or if we could do what that other person did and buy a turkey, we would do that. How is it how is it so different to if we become aware of him online? He's smart actually for doing that because I would have never thought of it. Now I want to go do one for myself because I want a Christmas gift too. But he was actually it's very smart that he did that and good for those people who gave. But I just think it's it's not it's not something that's needed. Okay, Melanie, thank you for the call. Thank you. Bye bye. It's Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Let's see what you think. Is he wrong to do this? Were people Hello. wrong to give? Dave is in Winnipeg. Uh, Dave, where do you um, stand? 
of course, it's not wrong to give. Um, it's, it's Christmas. We're giving to people, the Syrians, and I'm not condoning that or condemning it. That's a great thing. We can do both. I think we can help people out. And if you don't want to help them out, you don't have to. You know. So I don't know what the big controversy is about from anybody. It's ridiculous. Well, I, I wondered why it is that people feel a need to even comment. Why not just look at the story and say, yeah, so this dad, single dad who's got diabetes and his kids have cystic fibrosis, and I'm sure their bills are pretty significant, they're going to have a nice Christmas because other people stepped up. Why is it up to people who didn't step up to criticize those who did or step up or criticize the dad? I don't get it. Yeah, either either do I. I mean, you know, come back. It's it's Christmas time. Um, giving makes people feel good. I think the Jewish people call it a mitzvah. So... You know, if you want to feel good, give money to some people. You probably feel better than getting something that you didn't want. You know what this has made me decide to do? I'm I'm going to start to check out the GoFundMe and see, and see if if there are times where I can just pitch in and do something for somebody. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Dave. Yeah. Bye. Have a great day. Heading toward Christmas. Um, Carol in Barrie, Ontario. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? Not too bad. Um, my opinion on the GoFund page, actually, I think is fantastic in some ways. Obviously, there are people out there who are in need. Um, and just like you said earlier, if you know about your neighbor or a friend, but there's people out there who we don't know about who are struggling and having hard times. And if you come across it and you have that extra to give, by all means, um, you know, you, you, should, you should give. But if not, like you said, you can just pass on. But there's no shame in asking, in asking for help. No shame in I don't asking. Think, I don't think so either. And, no, and it's I don't. not like you went and knocked on people's doors and said, here's my story. Please help exactly. me. Exactly. Exactly. He just put it out there, and, uh, you know, whoever can, hopefully they do. And I hope uh, I hope he does well for Christmas. I do, too. I'm glad for him. I'm glad for his kids. And I thank the people who stepped up for him. Exactly. And Merry Christmas to you. And to you, Carol. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There's Carol in Barrie, Ontario. When we return, we're going to be speaking with Alan St. Pierre of Normal, a national organization in the United States, activists that have been for years, decades now, pushing to legalize marijuana possession. Of course, that's going to be legalized in this country very quickly. Prime Minister's on to that, not on to the CF-18s, but he's on to the marijuana. Um, nice to know we have leadership. We will, uh, we will have Alan join us, and we'll talk about how the legalization of marijuana in Colorado and the state of Washington has gone, and what he foresees for Canada. And I'll then have a question for you. <laughs> 